Sex isn't intimacy. Sex is pleasurable and becomes more pleasurable when you have intimacy. Not sold? Let's rethink love, relationships, and sex. Let me seduce you. You are listening to the linguist of love. Welcome to the erotic renaissance. Welcome to the erotic renaissance. I'm Meg Della Torre, your linguist of love. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and joining me. As I had mentioned in my very first episode of the podcast, I would drop in occasionally with a gift of my love language. I'm sure that you have figured it out by now, but my love language is communication. So in this episode, I am sharing a really important story that was inspired by a self-love journey that I started last year. Around Valentine's Day, I successfully took myself out on a date um, by myself with the intention of just being with me. I say successful because I enjoyed it. And I wasn't thinking about, you know, who else I wished would be there. I enjoyed dinner by myself. And I communicated and gave myself the gift of my own love language that night. So it is with honor that I share this story with you that was inspired by that Valentine's Day date that I took myself on. This story tells of Raven who comes upon self-love for the first time while on a date and happens upon a love she never expected. As a quick trigger warning, the story features a glass of wine for anyone with a possible sensitivity before our story begins. I want to remind you that anyone can be Raven, regardless of age, physical appearance, gender, orientation, or any of the facets that make us different. As you listen, may you remind yourself of the kind of love you deserve with this little gift of self-love from me to you. I now present to you, at the bottom of the glass. Raven had never liked the way the red dress looked on her. It felt like she was always begging for attention when she tried to wear it. It was an off-the-shoulder, breezy chiffon that hit just above the knee. Her mom had always dressed her in bland tones of gray and black, and maybe that's why she felt like the siren that blared as a police car passed her crowded apartment on the fourth floor the brown building on 23rd Street. Looking for attention, the wrong kind. And while it was Raven's voice that said these words, she was very aware of her mother's tone coating them like grape juice and stale crackers on hot afternoons in church pews. Not looking forward to the blind date, 
Raven considered opening a bottle of wine and forgetting Rob, whatever his name was. She was tempted to slip into her favorite cozy sweater and binge something easy like nailed it. But a buzz from her phone pulled Raven's attention away from her reflection. Fuck. Raven didn't realize the Uber she had called would be here so soon. With a final sigh, Raven realized she didn't have time to change out of that fire engine red dress, didn't have time to commit to bailing on her date, and didn't have time to deactivate her Bumble account. Rushing out of 416B and down the elevator, she quickly fumbled a text to the Uber driver. The chilly wind rustled her curls around her when she exited her building, and she pulled her coat collar closed a little more fully. Raven Daverson? The driver called out of the window. That's me. Sliding herself into the back, Raven passed a polite yet uncomfortable smile at the driver through the rearview mirror. The first thing she noticed was her red lipstick in the mirror as she smiled. Oh my god, it looks so bright in this lighting. She looked into her purse for a makeup wipe. Damn, I must have left them on the counter. I love that lipstick on you, what shade is that? The driver asked as she pulled away from 23rd Street. Oh, really? Yeah, I love the way it makes your eyes stand out. Wow, I mean... Thank you so much. Raven instantly looked down to avoid the attention, seeing she had put the lipstick in her purse. Uh, I have it here. I'll uh, check the name. It's um, Mystic Merlot. It's from this little boutique in City Heights off of University near the donut shop. They have all kinds of cute things from local artists and creators. Oh, I pass by that shop all the time. I'll check it out. Are you going on a date tonight? Oh, uh, yeah. It's with some guy I matched with on Bumble. He, um, seems like an interesting guy. First date? Raven laughed nervously. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I hope he turns out better than the last one. The driver groaned. Ugh, I hear you. Dating online can be... Shitty. Yeah, it feels ingenuine sometimes. The two women sighed in an unspoken agreement of how disparaging swiping endlessly can feel when you have only a few sentences and snapshots of a person. The rest of the drive to Osteria Il Bichieri continued on in mostly silence, allowing Raven to calm her queasy stomach and pounding heart. When they arrived in front of the dark red awning covering a crowded patio of diners, Raven felt her heart skip a beat. What if Rob was already there waiting? I would have to make a good entrance and be careful not to do anything stupid. Thank you, Raven said to the driver, handing her a tip before exiting the vehicle. You look great. Take a deep breath. Whoever you end up sitting with is going to be great. Raven smiled and waved as the driver pulled away, approaching the hostess who was definitely the most beautiful Italian 20-something-year-old woman she could have imagined, 
She thought of how Rob would have definitely forgotten about meeting her for dinner after checking in. Wow, ciao, Bella, this dress is beautiful on you. Two compliments in the span of 30 minutes? Raven looked around to see if she had been talking to someone else. The hostess laughed lightly. Yes, you. I love how the cut of the dress shows off your figure. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. You're the beautiful one. Raven could feel herself blushing from the attention. The same blushing she had seen her mother take on if she dared wear a color like cornflower blue, which always made her hair look like spun gold, collecting compliments like daisies that she didn't feel she deserved. She always discarded them quickly with words like, I bought it secondhand, or, oh, but I wish I had your green eyes. Like daisies meant for her that she was quick to re-gift out of too much self-loathing, too much of her own mother reminding her that daisies made you vain. Raven had done a lot of work to get away from this pattern of behavior she had inherited. She had hated it when her mother did it, but hadn't noticed she was doing the same thing for most of her own life. It was only after meeting her best friend Dee, who was always doling out compliments, that she had then decided to make an effort to accept compliments when they came her way. Dee had scolded her one day when she had regifted every compliment immediately, and this was something she still struggled with often. I have a reservation under... She tried to remember Rob's last name, but she didn't think he had mentioned it before deciding to meet. Rob or Robert? Yes, I see a 7 p.m. reservation for two under Robert Devlin. That must be him, yes. The hostess led her to a table where a simple, sweet vase held daisies and baby's breath. Can I get you started with any drinks? Raven almost ordered her usual, a house white, something sweet but not too sweet, but her mind was pulled to the conversation in the Uber and the lipstick in her purse. A glass of Merlot? Great. I'll have your server bring that right over. The hostess placed the menus on the table and Raven picked them up, noticing she forgot a second menu for Rob. However, when she looked up, the hostess was out of earshot. Mentally noting to herself to ask for a second menu, she thought it would be polite of her to let Rob know that she had arrived. She pulled out her phone and saw texts from Dee demanding details. You better tell me everything. I'm living vicariously through you. Laughing to herself about Dee's enthusiasm for the dating scene, she opened her text thread with Rob. Hey Rob, the place is super cute, I just got seated. After agonizing for a minute over her choice of whether to include a heart-eyed emoji, she just sent the text as is. The Merlot miss? The server placed the glass in front of her. A soft red film circled gently, showing the surface where the wine had just touched the glass after being swirled around. It was inviting. Thank you so much. Not knowing much about wines, she felt like an imposter at first, swirling the wine in the glass and smelling its fragrance, things she'd only seen in television and movies.
aroma of plum and something that tickled her nose like a spice of some sort greeted her. Maybe cloves? She took a sip. A velvet coated her tongue that was sweet like reading a book by a fire on some harsh and cold night in December or getting a kiss on your bare shoulder by a lover while you bathe together and talk about dreams. Why have I never tried this before, she thought. Thoughts, miss? Raven had forgotten the waiter was there. It is... beautiful. The server thought for a moment, like he hadn't expected her to describe the wine with this word. A beautiful wine for a beautiful woman. Let me know when you're ready to order. With that, the server departed to check on a neighboring table. When Rob hadn't shown up in ten minutes and hadn't responded to her message, she sent another text. Is everything okay? When he didn't respond to that message in another ten minutes, she realized he probably wasn't coming after all. Not only had Raven realized he wasn't coming, but the wait staff noticed too. So she finally decided to order herself dinner. And like her mother reminded her, all those daisies made her vain. She forgot they were for her, and quietly cried about Rob, whatever his name was, not thinking she was pretty enough to at least let her know he wasn't interested. She tried to avoid letting other people notice her tears that were for a 30-something-year-old guy who only had the sentence, if you want to know, ask me, on his profile. But she was sure they had seen. The waiter wore a smile that spoke of hushed tones of pity as he approached the table. Enjoy! the server said with a warm tone that made her think they were all talking about the girl at table six. He placed the bouillonnaise with pancetta in front of her before smiling and leaving and taking another sip of her Merlot. She was reminded of the smooth sweetness of how her evening started when she sat at the table, arms full of daisies. And now... She felt like she was an empty vase. What the hell are you doing, Raven? You're at a beautiful restaurant, drinking a beautiful wine, and you've got nothing but compliments from everyone but your damn self. As if she was sitting in the empty chair across from herself, she gave herself a daisy. You're intelligent. She sat up a little taller. You have a kind heart that gives to others. She took another sip of wine. You have full hips that count beats in reggaeton, and your skin is a velvet caress. She smiled. She allowed herself to forget who had booked the table, and the reason she originally zipped herself into the red chiffon dress that showed off her figure perfectly. And when she got to the bottom of the glass, she had started falling in love with her complexity, her sharp wit, her ability to see the truth in a fog, 
her lips that were a bow that awaited an arrow, and her courage to sit at a table alone. Once her vase was full of daisies, she gave one to the woman at the nearby table and another to the hostess on the way out of the restaurant. And even though she knew it wouldn't always be easy to love herself, she wore her gratitude like a warm coat that sheltered her from the brash winds of uncertain days. And to remember how a glass of Merlot let her fall in love with her own soul, wearing the red dress she used to fear. <laughs>